Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, happy Lord's Day, my friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, Director of Priests for Life. Great to be with you. It is Sanctity of Life Sunday. And uh, let me begin by uh, urging you as you conduct your own uh, uh, life of discipleship, as you interact with uh, your own churches, as you conduct your ministries, uh, and you serve the Lord in the way He's called you to serve, uh, be, please be aware that some of the best resources for observing Sanctity of Life Sunday and for bringing the church's voice to bear on the pro-life uh, and abortion uh, issue uh, throughout the course of the year is uh, one of the best resources is at prolife.church. That's one of our websites, preaching resources, prayer resources, activities to mobilize the congregation prolife.church. I want to bring that to your attention right at the top of our time together today and uh, just encourage you to uh, uh, utilize those uh, resources. I want to look at today the first reading as well as the gospel that are proclaimed today throughout the world. And uh, it brings forward the theme of repentance and I want to present that as the core of our pro-life duty, our first spiritual duty when it comes to eradicating and abolishing abortion is not prayer, uh, it's repentance. Prayer would be the second thing, but we have to repent of the mindset uh, behind abortion. We have to repent of the evil of abortion. We have to repent of any complicity in abortion. We have to repent of any um, uh, failure to respond to it or, or lack of, of uh, speaking up for the, for the voiceless. We'll get into that as we share our reflections, but first let's, let's put ourselves in God's presence. Let's uh, read His Word. And let's ask him to bless us and to bless the whole church today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we come before you today committed to the sanctity of life. May this day throughout the church resound with a great voice on behalf of human life, a great campaign on behalf of the most vulnerable among us, the children in the womb. Lord, we begin where you call us in your word to begin with repentance. Forgive your people, Lord, for we have sinned. Our hands are full of blood. Some of us have shed that blood. Others have encouraged it. Still others have stood by in silence. Lord, we all repent. Wash us clean. And may our repentance lead not only to new life and salvation for us, but to a culture of life where we no longer tolerate the killing of our youngest brothers and sisters, but rather celebrate, welcome, nurture, and protect them, as we are called to do for one another throughout life. We ask that the grace of your Spirit, Lord and giver of life, may fill the church today, and let us together be a mighty voice for righteousness, truth, and life. We pray through the author of life, the conqueror of death, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We begin with a reading from the book of the prophet Jonah. 
The word of the Lord came to Jonah, saying, Set out for the great city of Nineveh, and announce to it the message that I will tell you. So Jonah made ready and went to Nineveh, according to the Lord's bidding. Now Nineveh was an enormously large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began his journey through the city and had gone but a single day's walk, announcing, Forty days more and Nineveh shall be destroyed, when the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and all of them, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, He repented of the evil that He had threatened to do to them. He did not carry it out. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And brothers and sisters, this passage is from the Gospel of St. Mark. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the Gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat, mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hired men, and followed him. Brothers and sisters, um, it is the first message in the preaching of John the Baptist who preceded Jesus and introduced the world to him. It is the first theme of the message of Jesus' own preaching. And it is the first theme that St. Peter on Pentecost, in the name of all the apostles, proclaims to the world, repent. Now we saw it in this, in this um, uh, reading from uh, Jonah. The message of the prophet to the city was to repent. And then... John, let's go to John the, the, uh, the Baptist. We read, for example, in the uh, third chapter of Luke. He appears, he begins preaching, and what does he say to the crowds? Luke uh, 3, uh, 7. You brood of vipers. This is how he starts. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits in keeping with repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up these stones to be children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. That's a challenging message to change. Repentance, we have to change our mind. We have to change our course. We have to change the kind of decisions and actions we're doing, or if there are actions we're not doing, we have to start doing. This is repentance. So John starts with that theme. Jesus starts with it. That's the gospel passage we just heard. He begins by saying, this is the time of fulfillment. Because the kingdom is here, and it's a kingdom of life, therefore we have to change. 
We have to change to be in line with that kingdom. If God has broken into our history as He has done, and He is the God of life, He's life itself, He came for us to have life, well then we have to celebrate, proclaim, and serve the gift of life. This is because it's who God is. And it's our new identity as His kingdom breaks into our world. It takes hold of us. We freely embrace it. It embraces us. And it changes us. This is why repentance is not just a rule, a regulation, a command. It's the result of encountering the kingdom of God and the Spirit of God. Speaking of the Spirit, He came at Pentecost. And if we go to Acts of the Apostles, Chapter 2, we read about this great descent of the Holy Spirit, Pentecost, filling the minds and hearts and bodies of the apostles that were there praying at God's command. And then they go out and they proclaim the gospel and everyone hears them in his own language and the people say, what's going on here? What does this mean? Peter gets up and says, this was all intended and planned by God. Jesus was rejected, but now he's alive. And then they, they, after Peter gives this introduction, here's what has just happened. Then we read in uh, Acts of the Apostles chapter 2, starting with verse 37. Now when they heard this, they, the crowd, were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? That's exactly the right question. You see, first of all, good preaching cuts to the heart. This is Sanctity of Life Sunday. We can't have milk toast sermons on abortion or the sanctity of life. Sometimes it's too, oh, well, yo, oh, we love life from conception to natural death. Okay, but, but, but how does that cut to the heart? What must we do? You've got to bring people to the point of saying, listen, what's going on up to now has been unacceptable. A change has happened. God has broken into the world. You've got to revolutionize things. You've got to make, make people feel like, no, 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 we're not on the right track. And, 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 and what happened at Pentecost and the words that Peter said that, hey, listen, you crucified this Jesus, but he's Lord and Messiah. People realize, people have got to be brought to the point where they realize, oh, we've been on the wrong path. And so when they ask this correct question, what shall we do? Their spirits are ready for repentance, just like Jonah to Nineveh. Forty days more, Nineveh shall be destroyed. Again, what is he doing? He's cutting them to the heart. He's making them realize the status quo is unacceptable. You aren't safe on the road that you're on, the path that you're on. You're not safe. you got to change. And the people listened. The people of Nineveh listened. Many people listened to John the Baptist. They were baptized in the Jordan, a baptism of repentance. Many listened to Jesus and delighted in his words. And now what do we have? Pentecost. Again, the same theme. The prophets say repent. John says repent. Jesus says repent. Now Peter is going to say repent. The brothers say, what shall we do? And here's how Peter answered them. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. Now listen, let's read a few more verses here because again, this is at the core of the pro-life message that the church needs to be proclaiming to the world. He goes on to say, The promise is for you and for your children, for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to Himself. 
And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. That was a successful sermon. They had 3,000 people coming up to the altar to be baptized. Brothers and sisters, this is what's needed. Save yourselves from this crooked generation, Peter says. You are called. Again, this is not, first of all, this is, preaching repentance is not some kind of self-righteous bantering. It's not self-righteous at all. Peter says to the crowd, repent, because he knows he had to repent. He knows very well that he denied Jesus three times. He wept bitterly. He was hurt because Jesus asked, do you love me? Three times. Brothers and sisters, Peter knew he had to repent, and he did repent. He was cut to the heart. This is not self-righteousness. This is a proclamation about a call of God to all of us, including to the preacher, to do what? To be transformed into his life, to be filled with his spirit, and to become his body, the church. What is his body? We are the people of life. Christ is life. I am the life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I have come that they may have life. Jesus is life. To stand with Christ is to stand with life. If we're saying anything on Sanctity of Life Sunday, we're saying being for life, being pro-life, being against abortion. is not some kind of ideology imposed on our faith. It is our faith. This is what the faith is all about. We're going to the very roots here and saying God wants humanity to live. That's why He created us. That's why He redeems us. That's why He fills us with His Spirit. And we have to save ourselves from this crooked generation that has somehow convinced itself that killing a child is a good. Somehow convinced itself that tearing a baby apart can solve a problem. It can't. It doesn't. It won't. It hasn't. It creates more problems. As the voices of our Silent No More campaign, which yesterday were heard in San Francisco as I led the rally at the Civic Center Plaza, and the voices of those who have had abortions echoed throughout that plaza, as the voices the day before echoed in front of the Supreme Court in Washington, D.C., as these voices echo on the Internet and at rallies across the country and, and up and down in our, in our movement, saying, I regret my abortion, and saying, I have repented of my abortion, and saying, Jesus has given me life. Friends, this is the continuation in our day of the proclamation of the prophets, including Jonah to Nineveh, of John the Baptist, of Jesus, of Peter and the apostles, of all the saints down through the ages, and the gospel continues today, proclaiming the sanctity of life as people stand up and repent of abortion. Now, not all of us have been involved in abortion. Most of us haven't. But those who have are assigned to the rest of us of how we are to turn away that repentance, that change of mind and heart and action and will, away from what is evil, 
away from the idea that something evil is good because that's the lie of temptation. That's the lie behind abortion. You take something evil, you make it look good. Time to repent. That's our first duty relative to abortion. And the repentance is on many levels because, again, we may not have, I've never directly been involved in an abortion one way or the other. But the point is we can be so passive, we can be so uh, silent, we can be so divorced from it that we're just, we don't see that it's our duty to be involved in stopping it. That's the call of God, not just to be against it in our, in our attitude, but to be against it in behavior, saying, I'm not going to allow it to happen around me. And again, it's not out of any idea that we're better than anyone else, not at all. It's out of the idea of our responsibility to our brothers and sisters because we're all part of the one human family under God. May this Sanctity of Life Sunday awaken the church to proclaim repentance from abortion, repentance from the pro-choice mindset, repentance from our silence and apathy. May it be a thunderous call today for everyone to stand up, to speak up, and to come together on behalf of life. Amen. We pray as Jesus taught us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We pray to Mary, the mother of life. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, friends, happy Sanctity of Life Sunday. Remember, bring to the attention of uh, those in pastoral ministry at your church our website, prolife.church. Preaching resources on pro-life, prayer resources on pro-life, activities to mobilize the congregation, prolife.church. Let's use it throughout the year. And tomorrow in Washington, D.C., we will be commemorating and honoring the babies killed by abortion, the moms and dads and families harmed by it over all these years in the tens of millions with a service in front of the Supreme Court of the United States. And keep connected with me on social media. If you're not in the area and can join us, keep connected with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone to see all these things unfold. The schedule of events, prolifemarch.org. That's prolifemarch.org. Thanks for your commitment to this cause, and we'll talk to you soon. Hello. I'm Dr. Alveda King, board member of Priest for Life. More money is being spent in America to kill babies in the womb than to save them. Together, we need to change that, and today I want to invite you to support our work at Priest for Life. Why ours rather than other groups? Because 
we have a unique team that helps lead in every arena of the fight against abortion, and we activate the churches where you find people who are most likely to get involved in that fight. To awaken a pastor about abortion is to awaken thousands of people he serves. We do not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have a very high evaluation among charities and top security on our donation site, ProLifeGift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor, or you can call us at 321-500-1000. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.